Hello, uh, welcome to the 13th of my uh, series of videos introducing the ideas of Marx and Marxism. In this video I'm going to talk about the concept of dialectics which was fundamental to Marx's underlying philosophy. Um, the term dialectics originated in ancient Greece uh, uh, where it referred to the idea of reaching the truth through dialogue or through a process of cross-questioning. Uh, it was then developed by various philosophers, but most importantly by the great German philosopher Hegel, um, who worked it up into a, a, a system, a total system, which saw the whole history of humanity as a, a process of um, change driven by successive conflicting ideas culminating in a kind of reconciliation with the absolute idea which was his term for god um marx took over the idea of dialectics uh, uh from hegel um but whereas in hegel dialectics was primarily about changing ideas and was driven by the by changes in ideas uh, for Marx, it, be, it was applied to changes in material f and social forces. In other words, Marx, as in his own words, um, stood Hegel's uh, dialectic on its feet on a firm materialist foundations. Now, the starting point of dialectics is recognition of the fact that everything, everything in the universe is in a, engaged in a process of constant change. The universe itself, the solar system, the earth, natural human life and so on, all of these are continually changing. This, now this is a fact which is completely confirmed by all the branches of modern science. But it's also, interestingly, quite a new thing to have been understood. Um, even revolutionary scientists like Galileo uh, and Newton uh, operated with an idea that nature was fundamentally unchanging after the initial impulse given by God or the act of creation. Uh, only with Kant in the late 18th century was the idea advanced that the planets had a history that they had developed and only with Darwin in the middle of the 19th century uh, did we get any understanding of uh, the evolution of the species or the simple fact that species did develop and change. But while it's true, clearly, that everything is constantly changing, it's also the case that in nature and in history we have major continuities. The Earth has existed for over four and a half billion years. Humans have been around for at least two and a half million years. Capitalism has existed for over 500 years. So things change, but they also a lot of things stay the same for at least for a long period of time. And dialectics is a way of thinking through this relationship between change and continuity. The contradiction, if you like, between change and continuity. Now, a great deal of human knowledge, including scientific knowledge, begins by distinguishing between things, separating them out. This is an edible berry, this is a poisonous one. Um, this is a tree, this is a flower. This is a human being, this is an ape. Um, and so on. Uh, human thinking has to make these uh, distinctions between things and it's very, very important. 
But a, at a deeper level, as dialectics shows, these things are really processes. Uh, they come into being and pass out of being. For example, a wooden table is a, a definite, distinct object and it can survive for hundreds of years. But in the final analysis, a wooden table is a moment between a tree and dust. And the tree is a moment between being a seed and being carbon uh, uh, in the ground. And that's true of every apparently separate and distinct thing. And understanding all these processes involves being able to deal with, or to think, contradictions. I, John Molyneux, am not the same as I was when I was a baby, a child, a young man, and so on. But in another way, I am the same person. We have to be able to deal with both those things. Now, in ancient Greece, Aristotle developed a set of rules for sound thinking, which became known as formal logic, in which something either is the case or is not the case. It can't be both. Facts are facts, things are true or false. The cat is either on the mat or is not on the mat. Uh, now, the system of formal logic was very useful for the advancement of human knowledge, and it remains so. But it also had and has its limits, particularly when dealing with processes of change, evolution, and above all, revolution. The stationary cat may be on or off the mat, or even half on and half off the mat, but the cat in motion, the living cat, passes onto the mat and passes off it. Dialectics, as developed by Hegel and then by Marx and Engels, Engels was very important in this, recognised the value of formal logic but moved beyond it to develop a number of concepts or rules of thinking for grasping processes of change. First of these that I want to discuss is that any existing state is in fact a unity of opposites, a moment of balance or equilibrium between opposed and contradictory forces, between forces that m make for change and those that preserve the status quo. And dialectics takes the view that ultimately the forces of change are stronger than those of continuity. Two, second, that one state of affairs changes into another, one thing changes into something else, through a process of quantitative changes uh, reaching a certain tipping point uh, where they turn into qualitative changes. Apply heat uh, to water and its temperature will, rapid, will gradually rise, uh, but at a certain point, 100 degrees centigrade and so on, it will turn into gas. Third idea is that the analysis of any event or thing must bear in mind the standpoint of totality, its relationship with the whole. No particular event, say a war or political crisis, uh, can be correctly understood in isolation from the totality, uh, the totality of world history in that case, totality of world politics. But at the same time, every such analysis also has to be concrete because each specific war or political crisis or event is a particular concentration, a unique combination of 
the general forces at work. Now, these principles uh, sound abstract, but actually they're immensely useful in actual historical, economic and political analysis, and indeed for political practice. Uh, without the dialectical method, uh, Marx could have written neither the Communist Manifesto nor Capital. Take, for example, the question of capitalism. The dominant view, explicitly or more often implicitly, is that capitalism will last forever. From a dialectical materialist standpoint, however, it is only a moment or phase in the long historical development of humanity. It came into being and it will pass out of being. Uh, as a, a given system, capitalism is a unity of opposites, of wage labour and capital, of the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. And then as a result of a long series of quantitative changes, the balance of power between uh, these opposed forces shifts until a tipping point is reached and a qualitative change occurs. Capitalism is transformed into socialism or possibly barbarism. The same dialectical process occurs not only at the macro scale uh, uh, of the change from capitalism to socialism, but in every historic change within the system. For example, from industrial capitalism to imperialism at the end of the 19th century. And indeed, within individual episodes in the class struggle. For, uh, for example, um, take a, a work, an individual workplace and a strike. A series of quantitative changes in the consciousness of workers in a workplace reach a tipping point and a strike breaks out. Then, within that strike, which is a struggle of opposites, a further tipping point is reached and the strike breaks through to victory or is thrown back and goes down uh, to defeat. The ability to think dialectically, to hold together the totality and the concrete, to deal not uh, only in fixed abstractions, but in terms of developing contradictions, is greatly beneficial in revolutionary political practice other examples. Do trade unions represent the interests of workers or do they act as allies of the bosses? The dialectical answer is that they can do and be both in different proportions at different times and a trade union activist, a socialist trade unionist, needs to understand that, that contradiction, that contradictory role of trade unions and deal with it. Is Irish nationalism progressive or reactionary? Again, the dialectical answer is that it can be both. Directed against British imperialism, it is progressive, at least up to a point. Directed against immigrants and refugees, it is reactionary. Um, if you're a socialist in Ireland, you have to deal with that contradiction. The essence of dialectics, therefore, is that change takes place through the struggle of opposed forces and a grasp of dialectical thinking is hugely useful in analysing processes of change in their living richness and complexity, the supreme example of which is revolution. <laughs>